Hello, welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, a podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. My co-host today is Nathan. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Today's topic, Clerks 2, the sequel to Kevin Smith's 1994 film Clerks and his sixth feature film to be set in the View Askewverse. The film stars Brian O'Halloran, Jeff Anderson, Rosario Dawson, Trevor Furman, Jennifer Swalback-Smith, Jason Mewes, and of course, Smith. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. Before we get into Clerks 2, we need to address the fact that it, we're recording this on the 14th of October. Here in Australia, no release date for Clerks 3. In the US today, it's available to buy. Unbelievable. <laughs> we are still, we are still waiting. They're soon to have a home release in the UK, but here in Australia, nothing, no theatrical release. Streaming, DVD, Blu-ray, there is no word of how Kevin to Smith, watch it. Kevin Smith, if you ever listen to this podcast, please just know that we here in Australia want to see Quirks 3. Please find a way to get it to us. We're all we're all waiting for it, buddy. Oh, honestly, I'm really looking forward to it. And he's very vocal about what happens in the film. And audiences are very vocal about what happens in the film. So when on social media, I'm having to scroll so fast. I'm scrolling so fast because... To try and avoid it, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I I just wanted to mention that out the gate. Clerks 3, still waiting. But hey... We're here to talk about Clerks 2, a film that not only have we seen, we've seen many, many times, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The film screened out of competition at the 2006 Cannes Film Festival and won the Audience Award at the 2006 Edinburgh International Film Festival before receiving a theatrical release on July 1st, 2006 to critical and commercial success. The film grossed 27 million worldwide from a 5 million budget. That's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. For his his films, I mean, we love his films, but yeah. they don't reach as wide an audience as a lot of bigger movies. And I guess that's why we're scratching our heads <laughs> waiting for an announcement yeah. of Clerks 3. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, he's trying to get the film to us. I would imagine so. I think he faces a very similar problem to what Rob Zombie's having with his monsters, recent monsters movie. Uh, Zombie himself is very dissatisfied with the fact that the rest of the world has not, has to date, not seen the monsters yet. It's only available in the US at the moment. I think maybe Canada. So he's trying to ask the studio for a please, please explain. And I would imagine Smith is in a, uh, a similar situation where he's asking for a please explain as to why he can't get worldwide distribution for his movie. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting one. Yes, yeah, so in the US, it has been released as a Netflix film, uh, but Correct. still getting a physical media release, which no doubt we will get here in Australia. And saying that, like as of today, we would be able to order uh, a US copy of Clerks 3, but it's still mm. not giving us that theatrical experience. So we will have a way of watching it. We just need to wait a little bit. But I think that's yeah. be it, unfortunately. I don't think we're going to get Clerks 3 theatrically so at least with rob zombie like he had the streaming service option for the monsters mm. 
That's it. And I mean, I remember when the movie we're reviewing today, Clerks 2, it did get a theatrical release over here. And I vividly remember watching it in the cinema. Same, watched it in the UK. Yeah. So Clerks. Yeah, but Clerks goes back. I mean, it's a sequel to his original hit from 94. Mm. So it already had that name recognition. But saying that, what are we talking about? Clerks 3. It's the same. It's the same franchise. I don't know what I'm saying, but um, but yeah, but it's definitely more limited. I mean, I remember Jay and Silent Bob reboot here in Australia. I've got to be honest; like, I do remember it being uh, listed at the cinema, but I think it was like maybe for a week, maybe even one night. It was such. I didn't even a limited release. Yeah. I wasn't even aware of it in the cinemas over here. To be honest with you, yeah, I remember I'm- event cinemas had it. But it was very, very limited. Brief. And yeah. years earlier, when Tusk got a theatrical release, mm. Luna Palace in Leadable, that was it. Yeah, that's right. Nobody else had Tusk. That's right. I do remember that. Reboot, uh, it was literally straight. It felt like straight to DVD for me. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Again, blinking, you'll miss it. And you did. <laughs> so I think we yeah, both watched it, watched it on Blu-ray. Yeah. I feel like now the housekeeping is out of the way. We can yeah. get to and stick to Clerks 2. Let's do it. Let's dive in. Dante and Randall find work at a fast food joint, Movies, run by Becky. Soon, Dante plans to move to Florida with his fiance, but something happens during his farewell bash, and he does a rethink. So we've moved. We've moved from the convenience store to fast food and you know i mentioned and it was really recently that we actually reviewed clerks and i was talking about how a different that letters like the letters that make up clerks are from different magazines what they've done with clerks too the the letters come from various fast food logos products the c from carl jr's L from McDonald's Large Fries, E from Burger King's Whopper, R from Burger King, K from KFC, and S from Popeyes. Yeah, that's interesting. That's ingenious too. I never would have made that connection until you oh, pointed it out. It's very cool. And one of my prized possessions, I've got a Clerks 2 t-shirt. It's my only view ask you item of clothing, and it is a t-shirt with this movie's logo on it. Yeah, I remember you showing me that, and I was insanely jealous. I was like, damn it, I want one. (laughs) It's cool. Various elements from this movie came from a script that Smith wrote in 94, which was never produced, called Bussing, and that was for Hollywood Pictures. It was described as clerks in a restaurant and was very similar to clerks and more rats, which came out in 95. The idea for this film started off as a different film that's interesting brian o'halloran back as dante hicks and i like brian o'halloran have done since clerks me too whenever i see this movie i i I got to be honest like if i do not not whenever i guess when i first saw this movie uh i guess it took me a little while to believe um rosario dawson as becky would be a love interest Poor Dante. I thought, wow, he's really punching up. <laughs> he's punching above his weight. Yeah. And that's absolutely. That's, yeah. That's something that's, that's becomes more apparent with age. When I first saw this, 
I was probably in my maybe late, probably late 20s or early 30s. Um, I forget, but I was younger and I, that didn't occur to me. But now having watched it again recently, age 41, those sorts of things do stick out to me a bit more. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? He really is punching above his weight there. <laughs> Absolutely. But Dawson is so good in this. And again, like just looking at the two together, but chemistry, chemistry, chemistry mm. is there. Chemistry. The two of them have such good chemistry. And, you know, she gels with everybody, like Jeff Anderson as Randall. Like they yeah. all gel so well together. They all bounce but, off each other really well. Yeah. Which is common for all his films, really. The cast in Smith's films all love talking talking all love working with each other yeah absolutely with becky when she decides to teach dante how to dance on the roof of the restaurant she calls james silent bob because of course they're back in this movie from the roof to tell them to play some music jay and silent bob can't figure out where the voice is coming from so jay replies bored of course, <laughs> is a reference to Dogma, one that we've yeah. not got to yet. Dogma from 1999. That was and great. And then again in Jane Silent Web Strike Back, God appears as a woman. Uh, Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Very, Brilliant cast, very yeah, cool. Yes, yeah, so I like that little little throwaway line of Lord. God. Just, yeah. <laughs> just that one word is referencing Dogma. Brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, man. It was. Honestly, the humor in this film is brilliant. I, I, when I saw it in the cinema, everyone was howling with laughter, myself included, like rolling around in the aisles, tears in your eyes. It is so damn funny. And it still is to this day. It still holds up. Oh, absolutely. You know, I would go as far as saying, for me, it is my favorite of the two Clerks films. Yeah, absolutely. I, think- I will totally agree with that. Yeah, and there's just something, and why I'm looking forward to Clerks 3 so much, there's just something really appealing about coming back and spending more time with these characters Mm. so many years apart. Like, you really Mm. feel like you're growing alongside them. So, okay, where are they at in their life now? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Clerks 3. But Clerks 2, yeah, absolutely... Love it. I mean, the opening is black and white, just like Clerks, yeah. which was excellent. The first. Randall burns the place down. The fire is in colour. That was a great use of a transit or a great way to transition into colour. And color. the final, in the final scene, it goes back to them in the quick stop because behind the we, counter. Yeah, behind the counter, and it just cameras on tracks backing away from them slowly backing away and it definitely has that feel of the first clerks movie but the yep, whole thing yep. is that like randall's got the idea of buying the quick stop back because they're working at movies they're not happy with how their life is turning out and jay's like we've got the money we can just give you the money yeah, it's screw, they, let's do it all they want to do is stand out front but uh, yeah right, look at the money because they're drug dealers that's right i love that transition to open and close the movie it starts and ends in black and white which is perfect so we're getting, we're getting more Dante, we're getting more Randall. I mean, O'Halloran, Anderson, these guys are flawless in their oh, role. Like, and they their chemistry so 
you know, I've said it before, is incredible. So we've we talked about them before and we could just go on and on and repeat ourselves or we can talk about Trevor Furman as Elias Grover. So he's the new character who does come back in Clerks 3. He bought a new element. He definitely bought a new element. He did. And just, he, he really did. Yeah, because we've got Dante going off spending time with Becky. So what's Randall going to do? Right. The, yeah, it gives Randall new, someone to riff off. He's got a new double act and it's yeah. uh, it's Elias. The, yeah. whole, and they, the whole bit with pillow pants, the troll. Oh, man. <laughs> that wasn't was, that good. <laughs> and really the Transformers. The Transformers, the, the the whole the Lord of the Rings debate versus Star Wars. That's Here's the first, it. Here's yeah. the second movie. <laughs> Apparently, oh, that is closely word for word what Smith once said during one of his An Evening with Kevin Smith talks. You know, mm. he did his um, comedy specials, and yeah. he was arguing why Star Wars is better than Lord of the Rings. And yeah, it's mm. delivered perfectly in this. And Randall makes his point so hard. Oh, he, man. That he's sick. The other guy he just burns that guy so hard. That guy who's like full Lord of the Rings core, and he's like, I want to kick your ass way back to the Shire. Oh, so good. Going back to pillow pants, <laughs> let's talk about yeah. that some more. Originally, yeah. the what the studio wanted to do is, is actually have it as a set. In, instead of it just being verbal, you would get to see it, and Muse would have dressed up as the troll. Oh no way! <laughs> so that's what they were talking about doing. Um, but anyway, <laughs> it, it was deemed a bad idea. The scene was scrapped. Smith never wanted to actually do it. Uh, yeah, so I'm glad the that fact that the, it, the fact that the studio pitched that, not Smith, that's that's really weird. It'd been that's really, it'd been really jarring, wouldn't it? Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. you may have recalled me in the past saying something along the lines of every every director or every writer has uh, a character that is their voice or their mouthpiece as to what they want to say socially or their, their commentary on the world. And I always felt that Randall was Kevin's voice. Randall was Kevin speaking directly to his audience, because let's face it, Randall was supposed to be the role Kevin had before he decided to be Silent Bob, because he had all the best lines. So Randall is very much the mouthpiece mouthpiece for Smith and gets all of Smith's opinions out, you know? Well, just like the bit about Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Yeah. Jennifer Swalbach-Smith plays Emma Bunting, girlfriend of Dante Hicks. Mm -hmm. In this movie, you've got Smith directing his wife kissing Brian O'Halloran. That had to be really weird for Smith. But go back to Chasing Amy, his then-girlfriend, Joey Lauren Adams, kissing yep. Ben Affleck. So there yep. you go. So that's got to be strange as a director, surely. Oh, yeah. Unless he's cool with it. Well, I'd say he clearly is. He wrote he's the script. He's clearly cool with it. He yeah. wrote the script. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll, he's like, all right, I'll let you have a sneaky one. I'll write it in for you. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, she... I mean, you know, she's not the one for Dante. They make it very, very clear. And, and it's all no. about Dante and Becky. Rosario. Yeah, Becky. Their chemistry is clearly there, and that's apparent. We get some fun cameos in here. Jason Lee as Lance Dowd. Yes. The pickle, Originally, the pickles. 
Yes. <laughs> Originally, Matt Damon was supposed to play the role. However, Damon was also filming The Good Shepherd at the same time and couldn't make it. So Jason Lee Gosh. took over the role during a day off from his show, My Name is Earl. I loved that show so much. And yes, it explains it why he looks just like Earl. He's got the, the hair, stash. the tash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... That's pretty interesting. Then you've got Ben Affleck coming back. Yeah, in this, he's playing gawking guy or gawking customer, which is interesting Mm -hmm. because in More Rats and Dogma, Affleck's characters complain about being gawked at, and now he's the gawker. (laughs) Full circle. (laughs) And it's interesting because he was was shooting um, two smoking aces at the time. Uh, No, smoking aces. Right. He was yeah. shooting that. That explains why his character has the big handlebar moustache. There you go. Um, I actually came across a bit of footage, behind-the-scenes footage on the internet a couple of them, about a month or two ago. I was watching it. I know Smith and Affleck talking on set um, and joking and laughing with each other that ha- just happened to be filmed, you know, a documentary style by someone on set. And they're talking about the role. We're talking about how he was filming Smoking Aces at the time and how he had to fly back and do that day or do that scene um and hang out with them and then fly back to the smoke and aces set so you can find that it's on youtube oh, cool. um it's a really yeah it was it's a really nice little bookend for me because i get to find out a bit more about you know their the nature of their friendship uh smith and affleck and also the fact that he took the day off filming to come to fly up and be part of the clerks two filming yeah very cool and yeah absolutely <laughs> explains the handlebar mustache smoking aces i watched that again recently good movie mm. Mm. absolutely other customers, oh, actually, there's another My Name is Earl connection. Ethan Supley plays yes. weed customer. Obviously, he was yeah. Earl's brother in My Name is Earl, and we, we saw him as Willem in Morats. There That's you right. go, Smith pulling in people that he's worked with previously. Supley was still pretty, uh, still a pretty big boy back then, but he later went on to become incredibly shredded, like got really jacked and looks nothing like his former self. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Lost a lot of weight, and I say put on, mm. put on muscle. Uh, another yep. customer, an angry customer, Wanda Sykes. You know, she's oh, someone that was so that hilarious. Pops up frequently, like in in many things. I think this is the only Smith thing she's been in, but she's in a lot of things. Oh, that scene cracks me up. I have it in my head sometimes, and I, I say it to myself, but just and I laugh. <laughs> Scott Mosier as concerned father. Mm. Mosier is the well, yeah, he's the concerned parent, uh, the right. movie's patron who covers his daughter's eyes after seeing Dante on the toilet in the films. <laughs> <laughs> in that scene, and he is the film's producer and editor. That's right. That's what I mean. There's so many damn funny things in this film. Some of them are, are, are very, very on PC, obviously. But I mean, we don't need to talk about the donkey show. <laughs> we can maybe no. we can maybe leave Kinky that. Kelly. Kinky Kelly. I'm Kinky. Yeah. I'm Kinky Kelly. Where where's Kinky Kelly? Where is she? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's like, I'm Kinky Kelly. Classic oh, Randall. Yeah. And yeah. Walt Flanagan, he's in this as the quick stop customer scene buying a pack of cigarettes at the end of the film. Oh, and, well. of course, we've talked about it many times before, Smith's close personal friend who he often casts in his movies and you would know from Comic Book Men. Mm. That's right. 
That's right. God, I miss Comic Book Men. That was such a great show. Oh, absolutely loved Comic Book Men. And the the look of this film, the costumes, I mean, Jane Silent Bob, like instantly recognizable. recognizable. You know, they'll often change uh, what Jay has on his t shirt or hoodie or whatever. Uh, mm. Silent Bob always looks like Silent Bob. You've got the green coat, you know, you know what it looks like, backwards baseball cap. Yep. And it's the first time we see Jay do the tuck. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, tuck. that's right, because they do it again in, in Reboot. Mm-hmm. The idea to have Muse do his Buffalo Bill dance to Goodbye Horses came straight from Muse, who apparently does this on a regular basis um, to write a director Smith. So there you go. That's what they get up to. I guess that's how they, how they wind each other up. I guess so. And oh, going mm. back to the clothing, Buddy Christ from Dogma is on Jay's T-shirt, which is pretty cool. And at the end of the film, Jay is wearing a hoodie with Justice TLF, True Love That's Forever it. written on it. Justice was the name of the master criminal who Jay loved in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back in 2001. And yeah. in Reboot, find out she's the mother of his daughter. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. I love the way he's able to uh, bookend everything like that. It's some kind of continuity or chronology from the from the universe. Yeah. You know, we've talked about already, you know, well, you mentioned how the camera slowly pulls back on that final shot and, it, you know, mm. it's, a, it's a black and white shot. In the final zoom out, there's a small mm. sign that reads, remember, just because we serve you doesn't mean we like you. That was yeah. the tagline of the original Clerks film in 94. Yeah. And I love that scene too. Everything about it's brilliant. Um, it's just very drenched in nostalgia, as you said. But the, the song that plays by Bad Religion, Frustrated Incorporated, love it. That's pure Clerks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, Soul Asylum, like he's used them a couple of times in Clerks and Clerks to both mm. end with songs by Soul Asylum. Can't even tell in Clerks and Misery in Clerks Two. Yeah, yet. he really knows how to finish a shot. Like we talked about it before when we mentioned um, reboot, like the way that they end that. It's just such a perfect ending, and it's often you know there's a uh, back and forth dialogue exchange. And then he'll mm. slowly just pull out, pull out, and it's a quiet moment between the characters. And he always yeah, picks the perfect. He's song. got a real he's got a real penchant for that, doesn't he? He really knows how to write a good heartfelt moment, but or a good callback moment between two characters. You know, good good heartfelt dialogue, and that's his penchant. Yeah, definitely. But while we're on music, the composer of this film is James L. Venable, Smith's mm-hmm. regular composer. Um, Mm -hmm. This film, he contributes two serviceable instrumentals, the Glammy Stomper, Necking on the Swing, which is when Jennifer is Hick's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Great song. And the Funky, Going Away Party. Mm -hmm. So there Mm -hmm. you go. Um, I don't actually have this soundtrack. I've got more rats. I've got Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. I've got Clerks. I've got most of them. But I don't have this one. But if you did have the soundtrack, what's missing is the song 1979 by Smashing uh, Pumpkins. Pumpkins in yeah, the so film. Not on the soundtrack. That works so well in the film, too. It's such a great song. 
Oh, definitely. Always Again, was. like Smith, you know, directs, He's edits, fire, writes, man. music. Yeah, like he really, he really, really is. He had a great feel for what song would suit a moment in, in, in his films and yeah, a real handle on 90s alternative rock and underground rock. And um, his inclusion of the pumpkins was just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Um, it's worth noting the word fuck and its variations are used. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. 136 times throughout this movie. Not surprised. It's well, for me, I didn't notice. I mean, of <laughs> course, I noticed bad language. Like there's swearing in all these movies, but I didn't realize we got up to 136. Wow. That's that great, is a though. lot. I mean, <laughs> it wouldn't be a Kevin Smith film without some utterances of swear words. Absolutely. So I feel like, honestly, we've talked so much Kevin Smith. I mean, what Me have too. we what have we not done? Dogma comes to mind. If we just think mm. James Silent Bob, Dogma and Clerks 3, for obvious reasons. Well, I, think I mean, Dogma is Dogma's so hard to get a hold of. I've, I've got an old VHS copy of it, but in terms of Blu-ray uh, or DVD, certainly, you cannot find the damn thing. It's so hard. Well, I've got it on DVD. I bought it as a new release back in the UK. But the whole... The whole movie is available to watch on YouTube. Somebody has uploaded it. I'm not sure on the quality, but the whole movie is available. But it's a rare thing where it's a film that isn't streaming anywhere. And Smith Mm. has tried, but there's a whole legal issue and he can't get access to it. So, yeah, so that's the reason why you can't stream it. It's not available on iTunes. Yeah, we're just cut off from it. And it's such a vital cog in the ISK universe that you think they would make that available for purists and um, people who want to round out their collection of of ISK universe films, like us. Definitely. But I've got it. You can borrow it. That's okay. Oh, we've gone off on a a tangent there. What was I saying? Oh, yes. I was just going to say that. I'm very wary about not wanting us to just repeat ourselves because we have talked so much now, mm. you know, clerks, more rats, chasing Amy, mm. Jane, Silent Bob, strike back. Yeah, it's hard it's, to not tread on all ground. So I feel like we've done a, a good enough job of not just recycling what we've said previously. Um, <laughs> yeah. But clerks too, Nathan, if you're going to rate it out of five. Oh, dude, five. Hard five. Easy. Uh, I want to touch on something you said much earlier in the, in the podcast because I've been mentally storing it and saving it for this moment. We grew up with these characters, and that's what this is about. It's you're visiting, you're revisiting old friends, and that's why we need the closure of Clerks Three, Kevin. If you're listening, we we need to catch up with our old friends, Dante and Randall and Jay and Bob. Find out what they're up to, because they are their lives have run concurrent and in synchronicity to ours. We've grown up with them, you know. We were in our like late teens or so with Clerks One. We were in our tw- late twenties, maybe entering our thirties with Clerks Two, and now we're coming into our we're in our 40s uh, at the doorstep of Quirks 3. So these characters have grown with us, or we've grown with them rather, and um, they speak to us too. I mean, there's that scene with the uh, with the uh, the go-karts in Quirks 2 where Don- Randall is just having a bad day. He just wants to get out of work, and he just wants to blow off some steam. And that's uh, he's just sat- dissatisfied with his job. He feels it's pretty menial, pretty mediocre, 
he's thinking, well, what else could I be doing with my life? Or it could be Dante who thinks that. Um, but it really speaks to you. It really, Kevin knows how to write those scenes and he knows how to just write from an every, every man perspective. And we've all certainly, I can, I can attest to it. We've all had those days where we just think, what am I doing with my life? Why, why am I doing this? You know? And as that scene really spoke to, or really grabbed, it was really profound. You know what I mean? So yeah, five for me. I love these characters. I love Kevin's humor. I love the genuine interaction among the cast. It, it, it can't be anything less than a five for me. This is just it's pinnacle of great filmmaking. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I could not agree more. Yeah. For me, it's an easy five. It is an easy five. And I'm pretty sure I gave clerks a five also. So just waiting on clerks three again, if you're listening, Kevin, we really want to see that film. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Love it. And, you know, I said before when we reviewed Clerks, my introduction to Kevin Smith was through comics and then through the screenplay for Clerks and then Clerks onto more rats. And big, big fan of his and the cast, like, you know, the recurring cast, you know, brings everybody back and it's very familiar. Yeah, this is an easy five. And again, that thing about growing old with these characters. Yeah, I, I love it. And do you know what? It's a movie that, I enjoy more and more as I watch it. Like I always find Same. something extra uh, to Same. enjoy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Two fives. Perfect yeah. score. We, sh we should also include a little Easter egg before we sign off. Uh, we need to talk about Tales from the Clerks, the comic book that explains how they come to leave the quick stop and find themselves working at movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you bring this up, I think, each time when we talk Kevin yeah. Smith. So we've talked it's about it. So thing. I know, but Tales from the Clerks is that's the collection of all the works that have been put out by Smith of the View Ask Universe, which started with the black and white three part, I think it was three issues of Clerks. Yep. And then Chasing Dogma, which was the events between Chasing Amy and Dogma. But then the other one is Bluntman and Chronic, which tied into Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. So I don't know which one, if any, does actually bridge the gap between yeah. the last one and this. It's a point of contention. Maybe Kevin can clear that up for us if he ever listens to this and wants to get in touch. I think we just need to reread Tales of the Clerks. Yeah. Yeah. That I think should. the three, your, the three your black and white ones you're referencing, I think they're the Jim Marford ones. I've they got are, those. yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so great. again, like from memory, anyway, we we don't <laughs> need to keep bringing this up. Um, no. Yes, so that is available, although we talked about it last time, very pricey, you're looking at about $100 online. So it wow. is not cheap. In fact, you no. know what? Now Smith has uh, uh, Jane's, what is it? Jane's Silent Bob Secret Stash, the, the comic imprint. Now he's got yeah. that coming out, and there's new uh, View Ask You comics, maybe Tales of the Clerks, or is it Tales of or from? He's, but maybe that collection that. will get reprinted. Yeah, he's doing that through Dark Horse. Right. Okay. Mm. I don't know who he was with before. Anyway, I don't think this is, I think people have stopped listening. So we will. We will finish up. That is it for mm -hmm. our episode all about Clerks 2. If you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. Nathan, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs>